Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the North Boroughs Beat, the podcast that features the people, businesses, and events of the Ohio River communities from Bellevue to Emsworth and North to Ohio Township. Our area has a mixture of new residents and longtime locals. This podcast will showcase the best of both. Please join us in our journey to highlight the latest happenings in the North Boroughs. My name is Judy Pastor, and I'll be the host for today's show. I am a native of Ben Avon and have lived in Texas and California for 35 years. I recently retired and moved back to enjoy the four seasons of Pittsburgh once again. I am an avid podcast listener, and when I saw all the interesting things happening in the boroughs, I thought, this would make a good podcast. So here we go, and I hope you will agree. Today we'll be discussing the Bellevue Community Herb Garden. Now, I drive past it several times a week, but I didn't realize it was there. So let's talk to three people who are instrumental to this very cool community resource. So please introduce yourselves and tell us how you're involved with the Community Herb Garden. My name is Linda Carroll, and I'm the chair of the Herb Garden Committee. I've lived in Bellevue almost 35 years, so it's been quite a while. Okay, thank you. My name's Leanne Cheney, and I'm fairly new to Bellevue. I've been here about three years. And um, I saw Linda at a community event, and she had shared that they had openings on the Herb Garden Committee. And I said, oh, I'd love to be involved with that. So that's how I got in, involved in it. Uh, my name's Mary Carroll. Um, not related to Linda, but we do... Uh, we, we have bonded over a lot of the community garden and um, different Bellevue events. I've been here for about five years in Bellevue, and I volunteered. I heard about the community herb garden, and I volunteered there, and then I got more involved with the planning. And yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you. So how did the idea for a community herb garden come about? Well, this is Linda speaking. I um, was on a committee of Bonafide Bellevue, which is a local community development corporation, and we were trying to think of ways to make the Main Street, which is Lincoln Avenue in Bellevue, more vibrant and exciting. And this idea came up, and we really liked it because um, it would improve the look of, of Lincoln Avenue, but also it would be giving something back to the community, and it would benefit uh, the people that live not just in Bellevue, but in, in the North Boroughs and anybody who happens to be walking by so they could have some herbs. And when did this, when did you uh, start the herb garden? It started in 2016, so this will be our fourth year. Okay, great. And there was another uh, garden in, in Bellevue. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure, there is another garden. Um, our garden is in front and a little bit to the left of the YMCA. They donated the land to us, and then they donate the water as well. They also have another garden at the bottom of their parking lot, and that one consists of several um, planting beds that different people can rent, and people grow whatever they want. And um, so there's just a nice mix of people that rent um, space, and uh, Leanne is actually the coordinator of that project. Yeah, I do the, I'm the volunteer garden coordinator for the YMCA Friendship Garden, which, as Linda said, is available, um, if beds are available, there for rent for individuals. Oh, 
that's and the wonderful. Y also, you know, it's their land and they mm-hmm. donate the water for that too. So they're very supportive of the community garden and the herb garden. So what types of people use that garden? Well, I've been in that garden um, two years and uh, just various local residents. Some have been there. My understanding is that garden has been there for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. And some members there have gardened the entire time. Others I, are new. I, I do recall uh, several years ago there were some um, refugees from Bhutan. And um, a lot of them, in fact, probably most of them had been farmers. And so when they were, got here, they were quite excited about the prospect of farming. And the why actually donated some plots back then um, so that they could get involved in the community. And some of them, I think, are still uh, growing things there, right? Yeah, we definitely have um, one of the families still active gardening there. Oh, that's a wonderful story. That's great. Thank you. Okay, so now where exactly is the garden located? It's in front of the YMCA. If you're looking at the Y, it's a little bit to the left, and they just had a grassy area that somebody has told me used to be a um, horseshoe pit. <laughs> that was before I ever got here, I think. I don't remember that. But uh, it's uh, sort of fenced in on a few sides, and then there's a bench so people can sit and think and look at the herbs. <laughs> oh, great. So what's planted in the garden? and how did those herbs get there? Um, so we have a lot of um, pretty traditional, um, we have Euro- traditional European culinary herbs. Um, we have a lot of perennials that come up, like sage, thyme. Um, we have, um, we plant um, a lot of things that we grow from seed. Um, the, the, herb, the herb garden committee, we all take a few seeds and, you know, plant it out in the beginning of the Um, winter and kind of try to figure out what we'll need for that year so we have things like um, basil um, parsley rosemary um, we have uh, we have uh, lavender chamomile mint uh, marjoram tarragon we plant a bunch of variety of peppers peppers were a big hit last year Um, so we continue to to plant those we have chives coriander um, we have nasturtiums, which are also edible. A lot of people don't know that. The nasturtium plants are common, like hanging baskets and things, the orange and yellow flowers. Um, they're edible, and they look really pretty when you put them in a salad, too. So, oh. so who plants these herbs, and how, how do they get started? Yeah, we all, um, so we all kind of take, a, we take some of the seeds that aren't perennials, things that we have to grow every year. Um, and we'll, we'll grow them in our houses with sometimes, sometimes with grow lights, sometimes in front of our, you know, in our sunny, sunniest rooms of our houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we get some donations or we purchase some things from some local, um, garden centers. Mm-hmm. The Phipps has their May market. We usually go and hit that up and mm-hmm. get some, uh, some plants to put, fill in here and there if there's something we couldn't find elsewhere. And then the volunteers and the committee, we and we rope our families and friends into <laughs> coming out and helping us mm-hmm. um, turn over the soil and mulch and um, put the com- lay down the compost and plant plants. So we have a 
two days, a prep day and a, and a planting day that we'll do. And do you have volunteers outside of Bellevue? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. We, we had somebody from, who was from Ben Avon a couple of years. Okay. But most of, most of the volunteers are from Bellevue, but okay. anybody is welcome yeah. okay. to volunteer. And if they're interested, uh, we can talk a little bit about if they want to participate a little bit later okay okay we'll talk about that at the end (laughs) okay interesting great so um so who can pick the herbs okay we're growing all these herbs who can pick them um anybody can yeah so just (laughs) try to um so we used to have signs that would tell you like how to pick them to maximize the um the amount of leaves or you know so that you didn't just like kind of rip the whole thing out uh, mm-hmm. and so that it, they could keep growing well um but i don't know we're, we're working on new signs this year so i'm not sure how much information we're gonna have but we just ask that people you know take what they need um and don't take more than they need and mm-hmm. try to use what they take mm-hmm. um but yeah, anyone can come up. There's, I see all different kinds of families like stopping by and checking it out. And they're like, oh, really? You know, they're surprised. Like, this is free. We can take some stuff from here. So it's nice because sometimes you don't have enough room or you don't want to grow all these different varieties of mm-hmm. things at your house. But it's nice to have some, some fresh herbs. And they're, you know, for a small little thing <laughs> at a grocery store, it's like, you know, a couple bucks. So it's nice mm-hmm. to just be able to stop, take a walk and get some fresh herbs what is the most popular herb Uh, i think basil Basil that would be my guess what do you think yeah Mm -hmm. i think the green basil we also have thai basil and purple or red basil basil. Mm -hmm. but i think just the traditional italian basil is the most popular yeah Mm -hmm. i think every a lot of people are familiar with that and it's easy to take a bunch and make a little pesto so (laughs) (laughs) a lot of italian food in pittsburgh (laughs) and our hot peppers we're we're Every time I went up, there would, they would look like they were picked, you know. Um, people had been taking the hot peppers. So we had jalapenos and uh, a few other sweet pepper varieties, but mostly spicier peppers. <laughs> so that kind of leads to the next question. Uh, what kinds of recipes do people use for um, Yeah, so there's, there's all kinds of things that you can use them for. I mean, a lot of people will just throw um you know oregano and or thyme into like a sauce or a a soup or a dish um some things that i really like this year that i've been um some special recipes i've been really into soca which is or, or it's called farinata in the in italian um soca is the french word it's um it's a chickpea pancake Mm-hmm. And um, you put um, a ton of thyme and fresh rosemary. You cook it with thyme, and then you sprinkle fresh rosemary on top. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really e- quick and easy dish um, that you just bake at a high heat um, with a lot of oil and chickpea flour. So if you can find chickpea flour at like a local health food store, usually sometimes mm-hmm. Bob's Red Mill or those type of companies sell it. Um, mm-hmm. That's really yummy. People like to make pesto, like we said, with the basil. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, I had a special little tea that I made up with the lemon balm, lavender, and chamomile. Mm-hmm. Just a really, like, calming, um, nice, relaxing tea. And I would make it, like, hot tea or, like, a sun tea and then um, put it over ice, have it cold. Um, you can use the serv- service berry in anything that you would 
make a, like a jam or a pie with. Um, I saw some recipes for like service berry and raspberry or service berry and rhubarb, which we also have raspberry. We don't, um, which our bushes are getting bigger this year, but we don't have rhubarb yet. So may have to work on that <laughs> in the future. Um, this year we're trying a couple new plants. Um, we decided to branch out to some some more um, international um, herbs and spices. We are we're getting ipazote, which is a Mexican. Um, it's actually in the I think it's in the mint family too. Mm-hmm. It's a plant that's um, you use it to cook it with um, with beans <laughs> um, to help make them less gastrically inclined. Oh, that's right. I lived in Texas <laughs> for like 30 distress. years. So, so you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there's some really delicious, easy recipes with that. Onion, garlic, pinto beans, and oil, oh, things like that. You can just mix up some yummy beans. I mean, you want to use the young leaves for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be getting some, buying some plants of those. So we'll see how they do in Pittsburgh. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's more of a native <laughs> Texas plant. So mm-hmm. we might have to like dig them up and put them in inside oh, no, last later. summer was pretty hot yeah <laughs> here i think you'd probably could do the episode it probably won't survive the winter though but no we'll, probably <laughs> we might not them, yeah bring them inside um yeah we're we're gonna get some lemongrass that can be used mm-hmm. in like soups and curries um noodle dishes from a lot of different asian cultures mm. um we were talking about getting uh, mexican oregano which is from the verbena family but also just has a different type of like citrusy oregano taste um we have anise hyssop which is um really good and soothing on your throat if you mm-hmm. have a sore throat um and i'm growing some shiso at my house right now which is um mm-hmm. from um used a lot in asian foods from japan um it's from the mint family and you can chop it up um like julienne style and um mix it in with like citrus and mixed greens in a salad it's really nice and wow light oh we should have the you know this sounds like the food network <laughs> so, that's great I'm watching a lot of that yeah <laughs> And Leanne, uh, you had mentioned about soap making. Do you use any of the herbs to make soaps? I do. <clears throat> Excuse me, I do. I make handmade soap. Mm-hmm. And I grow a lot of um, flowers and herbs around my house in pots mm-hmm. and containers. Mm-hmm. But if I run short, I run up to the herb garden. And I have uh, pinched a few sprigs of lavender, which I'll dice up and put into the soap. Mm-hmm. Um, other common herbs that we have for soaps or flowers the calendula is a nice addition in soap I, I'll take those petals and dry them and sometimes I'll add them whole into the soap other times I'll grind them into a powder and it helps add some color to the soap mm-hmm. um, those are the most common ones <laughs> oh that sounds great wow so and mint also that was the yeah. other one yeah we mints have lot, really we have yeah, lots of mint, we have lots of mint. <laughs> Well, that's great. Now, are there any obstacles that you find in running the herb garden? Well, I think the hardest year was the first year because we needed to make the the planting beds. Mm-hmm. And we had rototillers, but the blades wouldn't cut through <laughs> the, um, the grass and the mud. So mm-hmm. we had to do it with shovels. And oh. then the next week we came back and used the rototiller. So mm-hmm. that was... That was difficult. Mm-hmm. 
I think litter is one of our bigger problems. Mm -hmm. I was just up there this week picking up some some trash around there, and there was someone's newspaper had gotten stuck in the fences in the mm -hmm. fencing. So pick that up. So do volunteers kind of monitor the garden throughout the season? Yes, we put out a Google Doc that people use to sign up. That's one way to volunteer. There mm -hmm. are other ways. And then uh, everybody signs up for s however many number of weeks they want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then during the week that they've signed up for, they pick up trash and weed and, um, and water. Mm -hmm. And we have the hose installed. It, it comes from the back of the Y, around a fence, and then comes out right at the... Um, the herb garden, so we don't have to mm -hmm. pull it out from the back of the Y anymore. Yeah, that's really made it. <laughs> we easier. used to have to do that. Yeah, that would be hassle. Now, do can kids help? Do you have to be an adult? Well, you. I think a lot of people come with kids, so okay. usually an adult. Okay, that helps, sounds good. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if it was a teenager, I think they could do it just fine. I think it might be a lot for anyone a, can pick up trash. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, Any good. kids are welcome to pick up trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably so, good. Someone knows how to like identify the plants too, mm -hmm. that they're not going to pick up something that's a mm -hmm. tiny plant versus a weed too. So. Yeah. So there's so many new plants going in. Do you have any other future plans, like a five-year plan for the garden? I don't know about a five-year plan, but as far as new things go, we are planning to do a cutting flower garden this year. Oh, And great. that will be located between the chain link fence mm -hmm. and the sidewalk right there in front of the Y, in front of the herb garden. Uh -huh. So we met earlier this year and talked about what flowers do we want to put there. Mm -hmm. And so we gave it some thought, and we ended up deciding to go with bee-friendly plants. So we're putting in purple coneflower Five-Eyed Susan and Yarrow. And then we already have Bee Balm that was there that we started last year. So mm -hmm. we'll have um, a nice cutting flower garden that people can also get a hand-picked bouquet and maybe put some flowers on the table oh, or whatever. That's Just great. enjoy that. Mm -hmm. And we'll also increase the curb appeal of Main Street, mm -hmm. Lincoln Avenue. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. So if people want to find out more about the community herb garden, what how can they find out more? Well, they can go to the website of uh, Bonafide Bellevue, and the address is bonafidebellevue.com. Okay. So it's easy to find. And on the very first page, there's actually uh, some place that you can click um, that says Get Involved. So you can click on that, and then you can contact um, the, the group about um, – your interest, and then somebody will contact that person and get them on the, mm -hmm. the Google Doc mm -hmm. so that they can have their few weeks, uh, mm -hmm. whatever weeks they want. Yeah, you fill out a form with your email. Is that correct? It's, and then they just they get back to you? Right. They just mm -hmm. enter their name and what there's a little box for what they're interested okay. in. So there are a lot of different mm -hmm. things that Bonafide Bellevue does, but the mm -hmm. Herb Garden is one of them. So you can just mm -hmm. uh, click on that and then send the email. Oh. Well, this seems just like such a wonderful way to keep the community together and to do what, you know good things for people and beautify Lincoln Avenue. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. oh. yeah, we've met a lot. I've met a lot of nice people. <laughs> that's these nice. two ladies. <laughs> wow, 
it's it's really oh, yeah. fun when you're working in the garden because different people stop by and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll tell you. They'll, they'll first of all they'll just say, "Oh, I'm so glad that you're doing this," mm-hmm. and um, it's just fun to have these conversations. Uh, one time I was at the garden and a young man came by with a reptile of some sort on his shoulder, <laughs> and he was um, he was walking around because he wanted to see which herbs this reptile liked he called it a bearded dragon bearded dragon yeah and uh so he was it's a lizard i guess letting it sample <laughs> lizard <everything. variety. laughs> oh, so a community gathering place yeah. also yeah. Mm-hmm. another time i saw a woman with her young daughter and you could tell the, the daughter was just learning to read so the mother would say go find the basil and the girl would run around looking at the signs oh. and she'd be all happy when she found it that's a nice, that's really a nice that activity. Is great. That's great. Another thing that I like being fairly new to Bellevue, times I've been up there watering the garden or weeding, just doing the regular maintenance. I've often encountered longtime residents that I end up chatting with mm-hmm. and I have learned a lot of history of Bellevue that I didn't know just from those conversations. Wow. <laughs> that's really great cuz you know, this is a an herb garden, but it seems like it's you know, producing so much more relationships, you know, reading opportunities. That's, that's great. Oh. We usually have two different groups sign up for each week. Mm-hmm. And part of that is so that they can meet each other. The mm-hmm. People can contact each other um, and coordinate their schedules. So one person might be able to water at the beginning of the week and then the other person can go later in the week. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little bit more sociable. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I want to thank you three for being so generous with your time and to come out and to talk about the community herb garden. Thank you, Mary, Leanne, and Linda. Um, Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we hope to see everybody at the herb garden soon. (laughs) Sounds good. We'll be there. (laughs) Great. One of the aims of this podcast is to give our young people a place to showcase their thoughts and accomplishments. Our next segment is a joint production of both high schools, Avonworth and Northgate. Welcome, everyone, to a special interview for this brand new community podcast. I'm Peyton Celeste from Northgate High School Class of 2023. In this segment, I will be discussing the success of the Avonworth Northgate Girls and Boys Varsity Swimming Teams as the girls recently won Whitfield Championships and the boy were, boys were Whitfield runner-ups. I am joined by several Northgate students and several Avonworth students. I'm going to have the Avonworth students introduce themselves first. Hi, I'm Karen Sidaway. I'm a senior at Avonworth. I'm Isabella Salerno, and I am a junior at Avonworth. I'm Healy Madej, and I'm also a junior at Avonworth. I'm Hazel Cohen, and I'm also a junior at Avonworth. I'm Hugo Meany, and I'm a sophomore at Avonworth. I'm Graham Herzig, and I'm a sophomore at Avonworth. I'm Luke Wagner, and I'm a junior at Avonworth. And now the Northgate kids. I'm Nicholas Lockhart, and I'm a senior at Northgate. I'm Luke Meyer, and I'm a senior at Northgate. I'm Zach Reskovac, and I'm a senior at Northgate. I'm Samantha Spade, and I'm a senior at Northgate. I'm Rebecca Hoogland, and I'm a senior at Northgate. I'm Isabella Kirk, and I'm a sophomore at Northgate. So, Coach, to start off, uh, tell us a little about yourself and how you became the Northgate Avonworth Varsity Swimming Team Coach. Um, 
so it, it's kind of a it's a funny story it, I joke about it sometimes that um, I wasn't looking for a job um, I certainly wasn't looking for a coaching position I had just left um, another team that I had head coached for and I was kind of like now I'm done for a little while and uh, I had some uh, swim team parents reach out to me and say hey this position is open you should really apply we'd really like you to apply um, you know and through some persuasion um, I went with some of them and met Mr. Kyle and uh, I applied for the position interviewed and um, I got the job so that's that's how I ended up at Northgate um, and uh, I've been coaching for a little over 12 years um, I'm not sure that I had ever actually looked for a coaching position they always kind of fell into my lap um, mainly um, coached age group swimming through the like a couple of different YMCA's but uh, started out as a swimmer myself and swim lessons and just love the love the atmosphere love the sport um, love working with kids so that's that's me <laughs> so hopefully that answers your question now I know that coach that over the past few years you guys have had great success in sections you've won your section You've won uh, Whippeals. I mean, you've got you guys have done great. But honestly, I don't remember the last time a Northgate Avonworth swim swim team was this this good. So, do you know when the last time uh, Northgate Avonworth had a you know a great swim team? I mean, was this like a has this been like a Cinderella story? I mean, can you describe this to us? Yeah, um, it definitely is like the underdog story. Um, we, at one point, one of the parents had gone back through um, like Whippeal records and, and things like that just to see. And, you know, for the longest time, we never even um, had a big enough team going to Whippeals at all to score points. Um, so, you know, our little, and I don't think we'd ever won sections or anything like that. We, that was a harder. Um, thing to determine, but as far as our history goes, there really wasn't any until, uh, you know, the past maybe like four or five seasons. Um, and it's been really cool to see like how fast everything has grown and, um, you know, what that's done for, for the school and the community and things like that. But yeah, it was, we were kind of like obsolete, um, until recent years. And, uh, I remember when we went to Whippeals, one of the first times <laughs> the, uh, the announcer was like, wait, who's Northgate? And uh, we kind of made it our mission to make sure that we would become um, well-known in the swimming world. Uh, what are the pros and cons of being on a team with students from two different schools? How do you build the team chemistry over, you know, however many years you guys have been, have been working together? Add more if you can go first. Well, I think that our team has a really good chemistry, and I feel like we're like one big family, and I don't really see that many cons of having two different schools join together. If anything, I see pros because we get to have more kids on the swim team and get to have two schools join together, and we can just all be a big family. Yeah, I mean, we don't... We get to see people that we don't normally see every day in school, and it's nice to be able to hear about other schools and how they're doing, but also 
make new friends and make new bonds with people. And the chemistry is amazing because we all just get along so well and we work so hard together that we just, we learn to love each other and we become a big, happy family all the time. Uh, I feel like a pro would be that since there's people from all different backgrounds coming together, uh, it kind of forms a bigger, well, a better bond than it would if you saw those kids every single day in school. Zach. I agree with Zach and Karen. I think the best part about it is because our schools are so small, we really see each other all the time if we go to the same school. So it's nice to have friends that don't necessarily, you know, go through the same stuff at school as we do so we can, like, communicate and just really see how to better improve our schools, maybe, or, like, our friendships. A lot of pros. I think the only problem would be just not getting to see them as much as you might want to. It's probably Yeah, yeah. I agree. So if a couple of you guys can answer this for me, this is kind of a difficult question, but if you can pinpoint it to one thing, what has been the main key to success over the past few years? As you you guys have won, I know you've won your section many years in a row. You've won Whitfields. You've gone far in states. I know the girls came in ninth in states, which is amazing. Um, So just pinpoint it to one thing, if if you guys could. Apple first. I think the thing that um, is like our biggest success is the fact of uh, how well we work together because I feel that if we didn't have a team that worked so well together, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we did this year and in years past because the boys have been undefeated champions for the past four years. And even though it's been a while since the girls won their section, we finally did it this year, which is like absolutely amazing because since I'm a junior, and I haven't, like, had, like, this opportunity, like, to feel this way until this year. I just feel like everyone came together, and it's just amazing. Uh, to be honest, I feel like the coaching is a huge part of it. I, uh-huh. if we, didn't have, if we didn't have a coach that pushed us literally into the pool, then. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, I think the key to success for us, would I'd have to agree with Kaylee on team bonding. But I also think determination is a massive uh, feature. So we, our practices can be very brutal and difficult at times, but we push through it, and that's what we strive for greatness and end up reaping the rewards in the end. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back to Hugo on this one. Coaching is a really big part. You know, if we didn't have a coach that would, like, force us to get up in the morning for morning practice and uh, a coach that, you know, also made us come to afternoon practice, we really would not have gone as far as we did now. And, you know, she's, like, not just a coach to us. She really is always there for us, and it means a lot, and that goes a lot as far as being a team goes. I would say the highlight of each season is specifically just, like, the meets in general because you really get to see the chemistry between um, each team, all the cheering and supporting that goes on down at the end of the lanes is just amazing. And Coach Jess always tells us how we get compliments on it. The highlight for me would have to be winning the section for the fourth year in a row this year as the boys' team. Definitely for me, beating Shady Side. I think the highlight for me would also be securing the section because it really brought all the guys together to like celebrate one goal. 
Uh, the highlight for me was how hard the practices were, how I did want to quit several times a season, but my buddy Nick over here, uh, he pushed me through it and finished practice there. Um, I would say mine is watching the girls team come together and like everybody just worked as a team because everyone was dedicated to winning the section and we did. So. Go you. Now, Coach, we haven't heard from you yet. What is your, uh, what was your highlight of the season? I know you coach both teams, so this might be a little hard pick, but uh, give us your highlight of the season. Um, so I think I have lots of many, like, favorite moments that get, like, outdone um, as the season progresses. But I would say this season, I think it was – as a coach, a really amazing feeling to um, be up in the awards podium at Whitfields and get to stay there for both teams. So, yeah. So, rumor has it, uh, guys, that you do you have some club, club or motto. I don't I'm, I don't really understand what it is. That's why I'm asking you. Is something called Chanination. So could, could could someone please explain that to me? What that is? Oh, Instagram. <laughs> all right. So Chanination, first off, is a club, and it all started when I was a freshman. Uh, one senior senior Jake Usolini called me a chair. So the whole team started picking on me, and we kind of just embraced that. Well, me and we just started out chair nation. And basically, when practice is rough or you're swimming you're swimming something that you don't want to swim uh chair nation gives you motivation to keep on going do it for the nation y'all <laughs> kick it on chair nation so nick could you please to stop, wrap all this up uh could you give us some final words on the season yeah, so if I had any anything to say about the swim team and to maybe anyone that's considering joining the team is I've never met a group of people that I've been able to come close to so easily and bond with so easily. And we all, no matter who you are, we all work together, laugh together. We all have so much fun. And even through like the hardest times at practice, we all motivate each other and make each other laugh, like, even if it's for, like, we sing when the radio is on, or we make up, like, silly clubs, or whatever, just all get to hang out together and have fun, and we all have, like, common interests and common problems, so no matter what, we always get to help out each other, so I think that's all I have to say. Thank you, Nick, yeah. that was amazing. In three, two, one. Coach McKelvey, to wrap things up for us here, could you give us your final words on the season? <laughs> That's a rough question. There's lots to say. And uh, I think I'm always thinking about the season, and, and it's always a constant for me. So there's no real final other than, like, you know, the super sad times where I have to let go of a group of kids and then welcome on new ones next season and hope that I get just as amazing of a bunch. Um, I'd love to see more people come and try out for swimming, um, especially on the Northgate side. I think that would be really cool. And um, I want to, you know, hopefully continue on the, the 
progression, so there is no real final thoughts, but it just keeps going. Great, great answer, Coach. Thank you very much. And that is today's show. We hope you enjoyed listening to this first episode of the North Boroughs Beat. Our objective is to evolve the show into something that you will look forward to hearing every week. But we need your input. We will be posting a survey on our Facebook page and also on Nextdoor. Your ideas will drive the direction of the podcast. Please like us on Facebook, The North Boroughs Beat. We hope to have another episode out soon. Have a great day.